We are on Dafkuf Lamad Zayin Amud Aleph, six lines from the top at the Mishnah. We learn the following. Misha Yelushtei Tinokos, a person had two babies that needed to be circumcised. Echad Lamul Achashabbos. One was supposed to be circumcised on Sunday, that was his eighth day. Echad Lamul Shabbos. One of them's eighth day was Shabbos. So the one who's eighth day Shabbos is obviously allowed to circumcise. But he made a mistake. And he circumcised the Sunday baby on Shabbos when, the, when, it's, when, it's only, when it was only seven days old. Chayev. So the Mishnah says he is obligated to bring a sacrifice. Why? Because he, because he mistakenly broke the Shabbos. Let's say it was a different case. He had one baby that was a Friday baby and one baby that was a Shabbos baby. And he made a mistake and instead of, of circumcising, pardon me, and he circumcised the Friday baby on Shabbos when it was ready the ninth day where well, you're not allowed to break the Shabbos. The says that he's obligated to bring a chatas. He transgressed the Shabbos. He wasn't allowed to circumcise a baby on the ninth day. But Rabbi Yeshua Potu, Yeshua says that he is exempt. We're going to see why. Because he was involved. He was trying to do a mitzvah. We'll see what that means afterwards. Rav Huna Rav Huna learns the Mishnah the way that we learn it. That the opening says that he is chayev. But it's talking about the case we talked about. Rav Huda Masnei Potu. Rav Huda says the opening of the Mishnah opens differently than our Mishnah. And it's a case where everyone agrees that the person is exempt. Let's see what we're talking about. Rahuna learns the Mishnah the way we learned, that the opening is a case where everybody agrees that he's obligated. Titania, because we learned that there was no argument between Rabbi Lazar and Yeshua that when a person had two babies, one was a one was a uh, Shabbos baby, one was a Sunday baby. He made a mistake and he mauled the Sunday baby on Shabbos. Everyone agrees that he's obligated because he broke the Shabbos. You did, you did, you did a baby on the on the you, you mauled the baby on the seventh day. There's no permission to maul a baby on the seventh day uh, on Shabbos. Okay, so he transgressed the Shabbos. Aman nechleku. What was the argument? So when a person had two babies, one a Friday baby and one a Shabbos baby, the person made a mistake and he mauled the Friday baby on Shabbos, which is definitely, he definitely, it's definitely a good circumcision, but it's already the ninth day. says he's He has to bring a sacrifice because because there's no there's no permission to to circumcise a late baby, a nine day baby on Shabbos. Says he, he is exempt. Why is that? Because he says that he was involved, as we're going to see, because he was trying to do a mitzvah. He really, want, he really wanted to mal uh, a Shabbos baby, to mal the Friday baby. That's enough to exempt him from a sacrifice. We're going to see why in one second. Both of them only learned it from Avodas Kochavim. Why is that? Because the laws of idol worship, where a person has to bring a chatas for mistakenly doing the job, so that be that the, the, we learn from the pesukim that that's the paradigm for all for all chatas uh, sacrifices, all all chatas sacrifices that I've learned from Avodah Zarah. So whatever whatever is departs from the paradigm of idol worship will not get a chatas. Releza says our case where he mauled the Friday baby on Shabbos, even though. It was a good circumcision, but he broke the Shabbos. He had no permission to break the Shabbos to do to do to make an injury on a baby on Shabbos when it was when it was when it was past the time. Okay, so he says he's obligated, just like just like auto worship. Just like by, by auto worship, God said, Don't do it. 
Okay, and if the person did it by mistake, that he has to bring a, a sacrifice, here too, here too, if he did it by mistake, he has to bring a sacrifice. There's no difference. This is the same paradigm as of what is our. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, when you mow the Friday baby on Shabbos, okay, when you had a Shabbos baby and a Friday baby, which is very important, okay, Hasam, okay, the Lav Mitzvah, over there by Vodazara, okay, why is it, when, when is it that if you did what's wrong, you have to bring a sacrifice where you were, there was no mitzvah to do? Hacha, but here, mitzvah, here, here, he was, he was trying to do a mitzvah, but it didn't work. No, here he did it, here, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, I said, over there he didn't do a mitzvah. Over there he didn't do a mitzvah when he, when he, when he transgressed. Over here, even though he transgressed and he made an injury on Shabbos, but he did a mitzvah, which is, because it was still a circumcision, the circumcision works, and therefore, Rabbi Yeshua, so now, but we have to see like this. Over here, the, in this version, the argument of Yeshua Lezer is that Rabbi Lezer says, even if you did a mitzvah, when you transgress by mistake, you still have to bring a sacrifice. It's still the same thing as the Lezer. And Rabbi Yeshua says, no. Yeshua says, if you succeeded in doing a mitzvah, when you transgress by mistake, it's not like a vodazar and you don't bring a sacrifice. Rabbi Yehuda Masni Pater. Rabbi Yehuda learns the opening of the Mishnah that in a case where everyone agrees that he's, that he's exempt, the Tanya, why does he say that? The Amr Rabbi Meir, because we learned in a Bryce, Meir says, They never disagree, says Yeshua. If you had a Friday baby in a Shabbos baby, and he made a mistake in and he mauled the Friday baby on Shabbos, Pater, that everyone, even Rilezer, agrees that he's exempt. Why is that? Because he did a mitzvah, like we said, it's not like a Vodazara. Even though he did wrong, he wasn't allowed to make, a, to make an injury on Shabbos, but he did indeed maul a nine-day baby on Shabbos. It's still the circumcision of the baby in nine days. It's a valid circumcision. So where was the argument? So therefore, he learns the opening of the mission a different case. And it's a, it's a case of Friday and Shabbos, and everyone agrees that he's exempt. Where do they argue? Because the person had two babies. One with one was a Sunday baby, and one was a Shabbos baby. And he mouthed the Sunday baby on Shabbos, which is which is seven days. Okay, she relates says he's obligated to bring a sacrifice. My, my goodness, he didn't do a mitzvah. Rabbi Shua Potter, Rabbi Shua says that he is exempt from a sacrifice. Why? I didn't do a mitzvah. We're going to see now in a second because he tried to do a mitzvah. He, had a, he still was in the process of trying to do a mitzvah. Again, even in this case, the Sunday baby on Shabbos, they both learned the exemption or, 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 or the obligation from Avodah Zarah. Rabbi Lezer, who said what? That he's obligated a sacrifice for doing the Sunday baby on Shabbos. He thinks it's the same thing as Avodah Zarah. Same thing as Avodah Zarah. Just like Avodah Zarah, Hashem said, don't do it. If you did it by mistake, bring a sacrifice. Here too, God said, don't make an injury on Shabbos when, it's not a, when you're not doing a circumcision. Okay? And, and it's no different here. He, he made an injury on a, on a Sunday baby on Shabbos. That's a seven-day baby. He had no permission to do it. He has to bring a sacrifice. There's no difference. Ivory Yeshua. What does I say? What does Rabbi Yeshua say? Why does Rabbi Yeshua say that he's that he's that he's exempt? Hasim, he says over there, Lotarid, over there by Vodazar when he did wrong, he Lotarid mitzvah. He well, he wasn't busy trying to do a mitzvah. Ha okay, Tarid, here he was busy trying to do a mitzvah. He was really trying to maul a Saturday baby on Saturday, but he made a mistake and he and he, and he did a Sunday baby on Saturday. It's true, he didn't even succeed in doing a mitzvah, but he was trying to do a mitzvah, and that is enough. So you see, the difference is that it's a very big difference because in the first case, the way we learned it, the way Rav Huna learned it. 
the way Rav, the way Rav Huna learns it, Rabbi Eliezer uh, uh, exempts a person for, for, for circumcising on Shabbos when he succeeded at least in doing a valid circumcision, even though he wasn't allowed to. But in the second version, the version of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Eliezer, uh, Rabbi Eliezer exempts a person from, from, from doing a circumcision on Shabbos, even when the circumcision wasn't a valid circumcision at all, as long as he was trying to do a valid circumcision, namely the Saturday on a Saturday. Tani Rabbi Chia, Omer Hayy Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Chia says, Rabbi Meir told us a tremendous chiddush. Lo nechleku Rabbi he says there's no argument there's no argument to Lazar Yeshua if you had a Friday baby and a Saturday baby he made a mistake and he did the Friday baby on Shabbos they, they didn't argue Shuchayv everyone agrees that he's obligated even Rabbi Eliezer why is he, even Rabbi Eliezer says that he is Chayv oh my goodness what do you mean Alman Nechleku okay everybody, everybody says that he's obligated why because he wasn't allowed to do it where is the argument? One of them, one of them was a Sunday baby, and one was a Shabbos baby. It's where it's, and it's where he um, uh, he made a mistake. And he did the Sunday one on Shabbos. So Relezer, Mechayev Chata, Relezer says he's obligated. Yeshua Potter, Yeshua says he's Potter. So he says, wait a second. This rendition makes no sense at all. Just to think about it, I'll say it outside, but think about it for a second. Relezer said, when you did a Sunday baby on Shabbos, he, he, he was exempt from a sacrifice. It's not even a mitzvah. It's a seven-day baby. It's not, it's not even a circumcision. If he says that's exempt, how could he hold that a Friday baby on Shabbos, which even if you weren't allowed to do it, it's a mitzvah, you did a valid circumcision, you did, you did, you did a nine-day baby on Shabbos. Okay, you weren't allowed to, but it was still a circumcision. How can you tell me that we did a Sunday baby on Shabbos, a seven-day baby, he's, he's exempt, and when he did a Friday baby, a nine-day baby on Shabbos, that, he, that he's obligated? The Gemara says, Hashtar, Rebbe Lezer, Hashtar, Rebbe Yeshua, Seifa, Deloka, Abib Mitzvah, if Rebbe Yeshua at the end, when he didn't do a mitzvah, he did a, he did a Sunday on a, on a Saturday, which is a, which is seven day baby poetry exempts ratio in the beginning kaavi mitzvah he did a Friday baby on Shabbos that he at least did a mitzvah it's still a circumcision you're gonna tell me he's obligated um read the way Rabbi Yanni says no you're making a mistake that original case ratio when we spoke about doing a Friday baby on Shabbos we had two babies kagon shikado umalsha Shabbos bear Shabbos says he's making a mistake over there the whole heter is when you have a mitzvah to do what happened was he had two babies but he already did the Saturday baby. On, on Friday. He had two babies and he mamish mixed them up. He did the Saturday baby on Friday and he did the Friday baby on Saturday. This is a case where he had no, he had no permission whatsoever to push off Shabbos. When he had two babies on Shabbos and he made a mistake and he did the Friday baby on Shabbos instead of the Saturday baby on Shabbos, okay, but there was a Saturday baby that was not to break the Shabbos for. Okay, so over there, the reason over there, the reason why even Rabbi Eliezer holds that he's obligated is because he had no mitzvah at all to do on Shabbos. There was no, he had no Saturday baby to do. Safer, the same place, even though it's talking about a Sunday baby on Saturday, Nitna Shabbos Tidokos, he still had he still had a Saturday baby. He had a right to put to, to do to, to mal some baby on a Saturday baby. But he but he did the Sunday baby. Okay. But so there was at least he was trying, he had a mitzvah to do that he didn't do. Reisha Nami says, one second, even if you hold, even if you hold the Reisha, which is what, where he did the Saturday baby on Friday, and all he had left on Saturday was the Friday baby, and he had no baby to break, that he really could legitimately break Shabbos before, still, but still, okay, but he, on some other, there was some other Saturday baby that he could have done it for, there's some baby in the world that he could have done it for. The Gemara says, no, no, it doesn't matter. Because for this person, there was no Saturday baby that he was allowed to break off, there was allowed to break the Shabbos for, and therefore everybody, even Eliezer, holds in such a case that, in such a case, that he would be obligated.
The Mishnah says, now we're going to learn about where, by law, uh, you, you can maul after the eighth day. By law, you can never circumcise before the eighth day, but you have several cases where you mal after the eighth day. We learned. Illegally, you can have a baby that is, that is going to be circumcised on the eighth day, Letisha, the ninth day, Lasar, the tenth day, Lacharasar, the eleventh day, Lashemasar, and the twelfth day after it's born. But legally, and knows by law, there's not going to be no case before that or after that. Let's see what's the example. Kedarko, I hope I make all the math right. If the baby's everything's normal, okay, lishmona. So then you then you circumcise the kid on the eighth. You circumcise the kid on the eighth day. But let's say a kid was born during twilight. We don't know if he was born the day before or the day after. So then you do it on what would be the ninth day because 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 we're afraid if we do it on the eighth day, maybe the eighth day is only the seventh day. I Shabbos. Let's say he was born on twilight of Arab Shabbos. So theoretically, when should you do it? You should do it on Sunday. Okay, so if it was Benishmashos of Erev Shabbos, so instead, even though normally you would do it, he would twilight on Friday, so you really would do it on Saturday, but, but we're afraid that Saturday really what? Might not be the eighth day, maybe it's, maybe, maybe, maybe it's really the ninth day. So therefore what? You have to do it on Sunday, which is the tenth day. I, let's say it's the same case. It was the twilight of Friday. So you have to push it off to Sunday, which is the 10th day, but the only problem is Yom Tov Lacha Shabbos. But it's Yom Tov on that Sunday, so you can't do it on the 10th day. So you have to do it on Monday, Nima Lacha So you have to do it on, on the 11th day, on, you have to do it on the 11th day uh, on Monday. Um, 11th day on Monday. Let's say he was born in twilight on Friday, and then Sunday and Monday are, are the two days of Rosh Hashanah. So if you're going to have to circumcise him on the, 12th of, on the 12th day of his birth on Tuesday. So those are all legal times. Furthermore, we're going to learn, if a, if a baby is sick, we never circumcise a sick baby. You always wait and, until he gets better. Amar Shmuel, let's say a kid had a fever and the fever went away. So once a kid was so sick, it's like a whole body sick and he had a fever, when it goes away, you have to count seven full day, seven days uh, completely. So therefore what? Only, on, so to speak, only on the eighth day from when he gets better. But the problem is like this. The Gemara wants to know, do I need, do I need hour to hour, minute to minute, Okay, or not. So, for example, let's just, let's just take an example. Let's say a baby was born on, let, let's say a baby got better on Sunday. Okay, let's say it got better on Sunday at three in the afternoon. Well, the eighth day after Sunday would be the next, would be the next Sunday morning. But the question is, so, and that's what I do when the baby's born. If a baby's born on Sunday at three, and at three in the afternoon, I can do his meal on Sunday morning, the next Sunday, no problem. So the question is over here, when I said you need seven days to get better, if he got, if he got better, the fever went at three o'clock Sunday afternoon. So do I have to wait till three o'clock the next Sunday afternoon, or can I already circumcise him on, on Sunday morning, the next Sunday? So the Gemara says, Tashma, come on, bring your proof to Tani Luda, because Luda taught us the following, Abraisa. The day of getting better is just like the day of birth. Ah. So that sounds like I oh, follow exactly the same rules. The day if a kid's born on Sunday on Sunday afternoon, you can mile on the next Sunday morning. So same thing over here. If it gets better Sunday afternoon, you can mile on the next Sunday morning. My law office, isn't that what it's saying? My just like the day that a baby is born, you don't need from minute to minute. Okay, you can do it the next Sunday, you can do it the morning of the eighth day, you don't have to be exactly the time. So same thing when the baby gets better, you don't need minute to minute. If the baby got better on Sunday afternoon at three, you can mile on the next Sunday morning. Gemara says, the Gemara says, no. He says, no, it's not true. 
Adif Yom Rav Asmi Yom Yivodo, the day of getting better is stricter than the day of being born. Deal me Yom Yivodo, lo be'ina me'es leis, because it's true, the day baby's born, you don't need minute to minute. Baby's born Sunday afternoon, you can mal him on the next Sunday morning. Bilu me Yom Whereas the day of getting better, be'inen me'es le'es. You need, you need from minute to minute. I should ask me, so then why did we learn that the day of getting better is like the day of giving birth? It just means the day of getting better is like the day of giving birth, that you can't circumcise the kid till the eighth day. That's correct. But in the case of giving birth, you can do it at the beginning of the eighth day. And, the, and, the, and the, in the case of, of getting better, you have to do it exactly, exactly eight, the eighth day when, when, the, when, when, the, when, the, uh, when the full seven days have passed. Okay, we learned in the Mishnah. Remember, we talked about we talked about shards, little little bits of, of, of flesh that are left over from the circumcision uh, that uh, that uh, that uh, that disqualified. You go back even on Shabbos and finish them. I what what are those shards that disqualify? It's any flesh that covers the majority of the corona. That's the that's that thin strip. Okay, where 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 the aver um, recedes above and below. It's a very little area. Okay, that amount. And any baby, where any baby whose circumcision left those pieces, he's not allowed to eat truma. Remember, a coin who's who's uncircumcised, even even if for good reasons, is not allowed to eat truma. Let's say the baby was, was just was, was fat. And and these and so the skin of the aver, even if, even though he's properly circumcised, but the skin keeps falling down and making him look like he's uncircumcised. Metakno So therefore, you should fix it. Uh, you should fix it because it doesn't it doesn't look nice. But we're going to learn about a more severe case in one minute. The Gemara says further. The Mishnah says further. Malvelo parsamila. Let's say the person circumcised, but he didn't uncover the mila. The the foreskin is really two skins. It's like the sleeve of your of your jacket. It's an outer skin, and it goes in and connected to a very thin membrane inner skin. And that we call the R, which we have called the aramila. We have the outer skin, or we have what's called the arpria, the inner thin membrane. So if you'll see, with, with, with they, when they used to circumcise, when they used to circumcise, they, would, they used to cut off the outer skin, and then they would rip uh, the, the thin inner skin to reveal the aver. Today, most of them uh, <laughs> do the in such a way that they cut them off at once. So you usually don't see it happening. Okay, but anyway, but marvel parasamila, but if the person only cut off the outer skin and he didn't rip the inner skin to reveal the, the aver, kililomal, it's as if the person didn't circumcise. It's not a valid circumcision. The Gemara says, Amar Rabba Vina, Amar Rabba Yerubar Abba, Amar Rav, Basar Chofes, Rov Gova Shalatar. When you talked about shards that cover the cover the corona. Don't make a mistake. It's it's the majority of the height of the corona, not the circumference. It doesn't have to be covering around. Just a little bit of height. Okay, if it covers the majority, that is already that is already an invalid circumcision. We said if the kid was fat, okay, v'chulu, and the, and it made him look as uncircumcised. Amr Shmuel, he's he's Shmuel going to tell us an even more severe case. Okay, the mission ones, it just doesn't look nice. You fix it. We're going to talk about cases where we're telling you 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 have to fix it. If a baby is really surrounded by fat, so what do you do now? And he really okay, and uh, and it, that really what? And it, you really, it really looks like the skin of the of the aver is covering is covering the uh, is covering it the top. Rowing also, we have to look at him. Called Mashmaskasha Mall. We take a look when when the aver is erect. If if then. It looks like it's circumcised, and it's Sarech Lamul. You don't have to go back and, and fix it. But if it doesn't look circumcised when he's erect, Sarech Lamul, you must go back and fix it. But Masnisa Tana, we learned, we learned in, a, in a Bryce a little different version. If he's loaded with fat, we look at him, if when he is erect, he doesn't look circumcised, 
Then you have to circumcise. If not, you don't have to go back and do it. One says, originally we learned what we said, we, we said, if when he's erect, he looks circumcised, you don't have to go back. Then we looked the other way and we said, when the second one we said, if when he's erect, he doesn't look circumcised. And then we said, if when he's erect, he does look circumcised, you don't have to go back. Then we said, if he's erect, he doesn't look circumcised, you have to go back. So my Vinaya, what's the difference? The difference is the middle ground. If you take a look, the inference is one. It's when it, it, it looks a little bit uncircumcised and a little bit circumcised. Okay, why? Because when you said, because now, because according to Shmuel who said that when he's erect, he looks like he's circumcised, you don't have to go back. So therefore, if he looks a little bit uncircumcised, you have to go back because he has to look completely uncircumcised when he's erect. Okay. Okay, but okay, but if you said the other way, but if you but uh, 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 but, but but when we said the other way, um, when we said the other way, uh, according when we said the other way, not like Shmuel's lashon, which was that if when he's circumcised he doesn't look circumcised. Okay, he has to. He, he doesn't look as long as long as long as he doesn't look completely uncircumcised when he's erect. You don't have to go back. So that's the difference. The middle ground is the difference. I hope I said it. If I didn't say it correctly, then just correct correct yourself on my behalf. Malvelo para. Okay, we're gonna learn. We're learning. We learned in the Mishnah that if a person circumcised and he didn't uncover the organ, he didn't rip the inner membrane. Tanurabanan hamal. Now we're gonna learn. We're gonna learn about all the beautiful brachas that we say. Hamal the mole who the 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 circumciser the the moel who circumcises. What brachas does he say? Asher kachanu itzos avitzivano ahamila avia ben omer. Then the father says a bracha. Asher kachanu itzos avitzivano nachnitzu risa shalom avinu who commanded us kachanu itzos etc. And he commanded us to bring into the bris of Abba Avinu. Ha'omdim. What do the people say who are standing at the bris? Omrim kashem shnichlas the bris. Can you connect the Torah the chuk of the mice? I think everybody knows these things. Okay. And then you have another person who says a bracha. He says Omer Asher Kiddush Yedid Mi Beten. And of course, Baruch Hu sanctified the beloved one from the from the from the womb. Chok B'Sher Sam. He places his mark, his his law on on the on the flesh. It sets off his offspring. Chasam Bos Bris Kodesh. He sat. He he uh, he um, imprints with the with the holy Bris. Okay, Alkei B'Scharzeh. Now we let's say okay, let's say we're having the circumcision of a convert. So what does the base then say? Who brings the gear to be mauled? Because if we, we, we commanded us to, to maul the gerim and to take out the, the, the drop of blood, take out a drop of blood if we have to. Shiamoli dam and shiamoli dam bris. If it weren't for the blood of the bris, let us come shalayim arts. Heaven and earth wouldn't wouldn't stay around. Shenemah says in lobi shiamu v'layla. If it wasn't for my covenant, for my bris day and night, chukashman arts less up. The statues of heaven and earth, I would never I would never place. Brochato Hashem kareis sabris. Blessed Hashem who makes this who makes this covenant. What if you, what, when you're coming to, remember, a Canaanite slave has to be circumcised. When a person circumcises slaves, what does he say? The, 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 the Moel, what does he say? 
What does the master say of the slave? To circumcise slaves, and to take out the a drop of blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of the bris from them. Shemoli dam bris and worth of dam bris. Chukashmai v'ratzlo l'skaimu, like we said before. Shenamim lo b'siyom v'lai l'chukashmai v'ratzlo. Samti brachot Hashem kareis abris. Hadron alachar v'lezar demila. A new mission, a new chapter. V'lezar Omer tolin. You remember we had a problem. We have a problem of making a temporary tent, putting a roof on a temporary a temporary tent. We said is forbidden. So Rabbi Lezer Omer tolin as a mishameres. Okay, be But remember, you're allowed to do. You're allowed. To, we're allowed to do all kinds of work for the preparation of yantov. So after we're going to see different opinions over here. A mishameres was like here, like it was like a cloth. Okay, a tube of cloth that you would put into a jar, and then you would pour the wine through it to hold back the dregs, and the wine would go into the jar. So Lezer Matonas a mishameres be You're allowed to set up. That that strainer, wine strainer on Shabbos, but also on the Tuli Shabbos, okay, uh, okay, uh, uh, okay, and even uh, uh, okay, see, part Tov, I'm sorry, Tolis Mashemeres Tov, You can put up that strainer on Yom Tov, but okay, but not on Shabbos because that's making a, 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 a tent. Venosin the Tuli Shabbos, and you end up with, and if the if the strainer is already set up on Shabbos, you can pour the wine through, but you can't set up the strainer. The Chachamim Omer, the Rabbi say no. Ain't Tonus Mashiras Biyomtov. You can't set up even on Yomtov. Ain't Nosin the Tuli B'Shabbos, and even one that was set up, you can't pour it through on Shabbos. Avol Nosin the Tuli B'Yomtov, but you can put wine into a strainer that was already set up on that was already set up on Yomtov. Okay, now what's the reason? Uh, uh, okay, uh, right. Okay. Yes. We're going to see why. Because remember, you're allowed to do, you're allowed to uh, uh, strain on Yom Tov because that's for Ochal Nefesh. You're allowed to do Malachos on Yom Tov for the sake of food. So Gemara says, Didn't we learn earlier, a few days ago, that Rileza held you can't even add to a, temp- uh, uh, to a temporary uh, uh, tent? Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So now when it comes to the strainer, how could Rabbi Lezer and the Mishnah say that you can make a temporary tent, the strainer, on Shabbos? Mahi, first of all, where's the case we saw that you couldn't add to a temporary tent? We learned earlier, remember, when it came to the, to the shutter, the closure of the, of the window, only what he said what only when that when that shutter was was bound and hanging in midair poking bow that's when you could shutter up the window with it being loved and you couldn't ain't poking bow you can't do it why because he can't, he held that you can't even do and you can't even add to a temporary tent the rabbi said the rabbis over there said in either case you were allowed to do it why because they held that you can add to a temporary tent on Shabbos so over there Rebbe said what you can't add to a temporary tent okay What's going on? And we said over there explaining it. Everybody said everybody said from the outset you can't make a temporary tent be yom tov. And certainly in Shabbos you can't make a temporary tent. The whole thing was only to add. Releza said, as we learned a few days ago, that you can't even add to a temporary tent on Yom Tov. And certainly it goes over that saying on Shabbos you can't add to a temporary tent. The Rabbi said, you can add to it on Shabbos. And certainly on, and certainly on Yom Tov you can, which is easier. I, so we had a problem. So how come over here, where Lezer said you can't even add to a temporary tent on Yontav, over here he says you're making one, the strainer in, in the jar, you're setting up from the outset. Rebbe Lezer, I'll tell you what, because Rebbe Lezer holds like Rebbe Huda 
a very special law. And what is that law? When we learned that, that even though both Shabbos and Yantav have all the prohibitions of the 39 Malachas, but in Yantav you can do Malachas for the sake of cooking. Yehuda holds what? Not only can you do the jobs, but even the preliminaries, the lead up. Not only can you here, so, so for example, so therefore what? The, you, not only can you, can you do your job, do the work for food on Yantav, but you can also sharpen the knife, etc. Okay? So therefore what? So he, so therefore, uh, so therefore, uh, even though Elazar says what that you can't do it, for, you can't add to a temporary tent. That's for other things. But over here, since it, since he is setting up something for the sake of preparing food, he's making a temporary tent for the sake of straining the wine, for the sake of drinking the wine in Yantav. So therefore, he holds not only can you do the malachas on Yantav, but even the lead ups, even the preliminaries. So therefore, you're allowed to do it. So he says he holds like it was the answer is where Lezer holds that for not for food you can't make a temporary tent even in Yantav but for the sake of food you can and even though it's only a lead up for food it's also good enough because he holds like Rabbi Yehuda because Mar says one second Emer the Shabbos Lei Rabbi Yehuda when do we Rabbi Yehuda said you can do the lead up but Machshir and Shir Shal Sos of Yantav it's only what lead ups it's only preliminaries that you couldn't do before Yantav but Machshir and Shir Shal Sos of Yantav but lead ups that you could do before Yantav Misha Maslei where did you ever hear that Rabbi Yehuda said you can do it over here for sure there's no necessity for example some things I can do Malachan food because if I do it an air of Yantav it it won't be fresh but there's no problem setting up this setting up the strainer is the food the wine not going to be less fresh on Shabbos if I set it up before. Okay, the answer is you're right. Rebbe agrees with, not only does Rebbe Lezer agree with Rebbe you can do the preliminaries, he even is more lenient than why. Rebbe is even more, uh, more lenient than Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Because whereas Rabbi Yehuda holds that you're allowed to do the preliminaries, but only if you couldn't do them before, Rebbe holds you can do the preliminaries, and even if you could do them before, you're allowed to do them on the Yantav. So therefore, there's no contradiction. Rebbe holds when it's not for food, you can't set up, you can't do an all awry even on Yantav. But when it comes to food, you can set up an all awry, you can set up an all, you can set up, pardon me, you can set up a tent even from the outset, and even though you could have done it the day before, it's fine. Okay, right. No problem whatsoever. I v'chachamim omrim, and and we said we said that the rabbis say that what that you can that you cannot set up the strainer uh, on yontav and certainly not on Shabbos. He bailu talamai. Let's say he did set up the strainer on Shabbos. Okay, what is the halacha? Is he, is he chayv from the Torah and has to bring a sacrifice, or it's only a rabbinic prohibition? He doesn't have to. Am Rav Yosef. We also says according to the rabbis, if he sets up this strainer on Shabbos, he's chayv chatas. Sounds like he did a prohibited work from the Torah. Amar Abaya, he says, come on, he says that's called that's called setting up a tent. According to you, that's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. It's not a work. If a person just hung hung a a, 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 a little container, a liquid container on a peg, according to you, okay, he'd be have to be have to be chayv for such a thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, this is not a malacha. This, this is the, the best you could say. Maybe it's a temporary, temporary tent. What are you going to say? It's nothing. El Amar Abai said, "You're right." It's really only rabbinic prohibition. It's only rabbinic prohibition since it's like a weekday. Once you start, if you start setting up strainers, even though it's not, it's not a Torah malacha at all. But according to Rashi, other people argue. But it's it's so much like a weekday activity. If we do this, you're going to start to actually do malachas. And therefore, the rabbi, it's a rabbinic prohibition not to set up this strainer on Yom Tov. And that is the da'af. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day.